failures, I really believe that failure is the key to being successful. I, I, I really do. But it's a matter of recognizing it at the time. But it, it takes it takes time to train your mind for that and to, and to recognize it when it's happening. Okay, not this, but something better is going to happen or this, this happened, but we learned this. I mean, we learned a lot from failing in the flooring business. And it's just a so it's, it's a matter of training your mind and, and figuring out where to go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. In our third installment of the Entrepreneurial Spirit Series, NCG Senior Business Coach and Director of Operations, Catherine Freeman, is joined by Lori Dellen, President and Co-Owner of True Colors Contracting, 24-Hour Floor, and My Stack Box Storage in beautiful Pampano Beach, Florida. Gifted with an entrepreneurial motivation from a young age, Lori has approached life with eyes wide open. From finding new learning opportunities, aggressive risk-taking, to recognizing the need for failure for growth, she knows that sometimes the littlest thing can open your eyes to a whole new venture or way to operate. Lori's strategic business decisions have paved the way for the growth of successful business organizations and allowed her to help others rethink their potential. If there is a challenge in her way, Lori looks for the opportunity. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Okay, so thanks very much, Molly, for that introduction. Uh, I really am so excited to be a part of this particular series you know, we did uh, podcasts already on this entrepreneurial spirit, and it does take a lot of different forms, and and it can be a combination of a lot of different forms. But you know, passion, mission, and strategy, uh, and how that takes you out there into the world to be an entrepreneur is just fascinating. Um, I'm here with Lori Dellen. Uh, she has a number of business interests. And is when I when I was originally thinking about this series and thinking about the business owners that I wanted to interview for this, it I mean she was just a natural fit for this for this topic because I when I observe the business that she runs and observe the things that she is involved in, it does seem to me from the outside to be so straight, so planned, and so strategic. Um, so Lori. Thank you so much for participating. Really appreciate it. Um, why don't you tell the uh, listeners out there the number of things that you're currently involved in? Sure. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you for inviting me to do this. Um, sure. We own, I own three businesses. I own True Colors Contracting, 24-Hour Floor, and my stack box storage. Um, True Colors has been in existence for 12 years, and 24-Hour Floor, we just split off, and my stack box for three years. Wow. So that, so that's a, you know, I guess when I, when I even think about some of our business owners, you know, that, that seems like a lot, but really it's not. I mean, you know, we, we're talking about service industries and you're sort of just providing another service, right? Yes. Do you, do you find that the, um, that there is commonality in those three things? Like, are there, are there, are there things that transfer from one to the next or, you know, when you, do you really need to switch gears when you go from, you know, wearing your true colors hat to wearing your 24 hour floors hat? 
I think they're, they're different businesses and it's just why we split the flooring off of True Colors. Um, but they're generally the same. They're generally service, a service industry, service business, and, um, and are running on employees. The storage business is a completely different animal that is less employees, more, uh, more equipment, more equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, uh, um, good for your client base. I mean, do they know that you offer all of those services? So, so interesting how it started is we've been doing floors for four years. And, um, when we started doing floors, we, we went to our first home show and at our first home show at that hour at the home show that we were there, I had four people say to me, I would do my garage floor in a minute if I had a place to put my stuff. And that is how my stack box was born. Uh, we did some research about getting some containers to see if we can provide that as a service for our flooring industry, for the flooring customers. And then, um, and then, we, and then we made a phone call to somebody that was in this business for a couple of years. We flew out to their business and we said, wow, this is an interesting business. And here we are three years later. And uh, pretty exciting. That is exciting. And, you know, I think um, when we were just talking prior to this, you know, we were talking about risk and, you know, um, four people saying something to you uh, under other circumstances, four people saying something to you might not be important. But for you, you were like, huh, there's a business opportunity there. Right. We solved a problem. I mean, the goal was to sell more floors. And um, and right. it's it's so interesting to me how something like that can change the course of everything you have planned, right? It's um, it, everything, you know, it turned into, well, let's go visit this business. And while we're at the business, the gentleman owned the business for two years, couldn't fill orders because he had too many customers. And it was just a, so it's just an interesting thing, how one thing led to another. And we really didn't use this as its own separate business until just the last two years, maybe. So it was really being used a lot for the floors to be able to sell floors. Right. That's great. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot in the consulting group and the Nolan consulting group about, uh, shiny lures, um, and being careful not to take your eye off of the ball when you are presented with an opportunity, but this, this could have been interpreted by a shiny lure. And maybe your coach even said that. I don't know. Absolutely. He did. Um, but, you know, you saw something and you persevered. I mean, that's about the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, that's you. when did you when did you really sort of start that? When when did when did owning your business become a passion? So I I am um, owning my business became a passion. So I've always been a hustler. Like, I mean, at, at a young age, I, I had at 12 years old, I had eight babysitting jobs. And then I ended up working. I've always created my own pain check. I worked as a broker, a financial, I was in financial services, I worked as a broker for many years. So I never, I never really like got a paycheck. I always worked for myself and mm -hmm. always was responsible for my own paycheck. But we started True Colors 12 years ago. And it was, my husband said, let's start a business. So, and it was kind of like that. And it was an interesting thing because I, I am not, I will admittedly say, I am not a born entrepreneur. It is not in my comfort zone. I had to definitely work through, I had to work through some of the challenges. I'm not a huge risk taker and that's, and that's, um, so I ha I've had to work through it and I, I've, I've coached myself through it. I'm, I'm very happy now and I'm very comfortable with risk now, but it was not something I was comfortable with for many years. You know, that's, that's so interesting because, you know, like I said before, you present as if risk is comfortable, 
Um, and you, you don't present like all of that stuff going through your head. You present, you present like, wow, this is an opportunity. Maybe we'll make money on it. Maybe we won't. We're going to try it. You know, make no mistake. I thought about it quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Thought about it quite a bit. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, it's, it's not, it's not comfortable for me and it's, uh, but I, it's very comfortable. It's much more comfortable now, but 12 years ago and we, you know, we had a rough start to our business and it was definitely uh, oh my gosh, what did I do? I can't believe I did this. And, um, and, you know, and of course we, we talked a little bit earlier about how outside forces make that even 10 times worse. And, uh, so I mean, it's been a, it's a, an interesting, an interesting thing. I really had to work myself through it. And I really had to not let what other people say affect my decisions. Right. And that's not always easy. Not always easy. Cause you've got, um, you know, whether it's friends and family who are maybe weighing in, you've got your business coach saying, this is a shiny lure. You know, you've got, you've got lots of people talking, people who you respect, people whose opinion you want to take into consideration, but you're thinking about this from a growth perspective. You're, you're going to grow. This is, this is about growing the business, growing, growing your profit margin, growing people. I mean, that was something that you pointed out, you know, you tell me a little bit about how this strategic growth for the business is not just about you and your family. It's, it's also about others. And we, I really enjoy watching people do things they didn't think that they could do or learning and growing. Um, you know, we are, our culture at True Colors, every, you know, our crew leaders are really run their own show. Uh, we've really taught them to trust themselves and to be confident. We, we do a lot of, um, of meetings that talk just about this. I mean, our, our crew leader meetings are about like, you know, what do you think you can do better? How do you think you do better here? How do you think you can do better at home? And I, I feel like we've grown, we've grown some really a great team. I've grown great leadership in my, uh, my crew leaders. And um, it's just something that it's just something that I love to watch and, and, and do. And I, I find a lot of value in it and watching people do things I never thought they could do. That's great. That's really great. Um, I, you know, when I think about uh, a, a business's a business's growth, you know, uh, it is your your impact is greater than your family. Your impact is their family. Your impact is their family and and its current state. And then it's you know their kids seeing, wow, this is what I can do with my life. So you have a you have a big impact there. Yeah, I've had many of our our leaders say that they've never had an opportunity like this or a job like this or felt like this where they worked. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, yeah. It's a good, it's a good feeling for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you, you mentioned is that you've, you, you not, not only had to train yourself not to be fearful of risk or, or to, you know, sort of be comfortable with it. Maybe that's a better way to characterize it, but you also have to remove emotion. Um, and I don't know, that's, a large part of who we are these days, you know? So how, how did you go about, you know, thinking about that? And, you know, what do you need to do when something happens and you're reacting emotionally and you stop yourself? That is something that I, it is a muscle that I have learned to build over the last, over many years. I have to compartmentalize things. I mean, this business is full of risk. There's constantly things coming at us that are surprises 
even in the best of situations, I mean, there's car accidents, there's, you know, there's just things that happen on a regular basis. And I've learned, I've learned over the years that, that whatever, if I let myself emotionally react, it is just not going to get the result that I want. And, and I really do, it's really difficult sometimes. And I, I almost imagine myself protected in a bubble. Okay. This can't come in. This can't come into my space. Um, there's a lot going on all the time and, you know, it just, it's, it's, uh, I have to protect that. And I also know that I can't make good decisions in that mindset. And and I very often will say, I'm going to table what just happened until tomorrow. So there's no emotion attached to it just to give myself 24 hours to think about it. I do it all the time. And I really think it's a valuable tool to be able to look at things. Oh yeah. It, it takes a while for people to figure that out. Doesn't it to, you know, I, I, uh, I don't have to react in the moment. It feels like I have to react in the moment, Absolutely, but I, I don't have to react <laughs> in the moment. Um, yeah. so switching gears just a little bit, um, what are the strategies that you've used to sort of protect and inspire your own entrepreneurial spirit? I really don't. Uh, I don't talk much to people that don't understand my what I'm doing. I feel like it's there's nothing really good about it. Um, there's no, there's nothing somebody's going to say that's. I mean, I, I will. I'm not going to say I'm not asking an opinion, but I I don't. I won't put a situation out there or talk about things that I think people are uncomfortable with because I don't Mm -hmm. feel like they could give me a good answer. One of the things I've learned over the many years, especially with summit, this is an absolute game changer for me is I don't pretend to know the answers. If I have a question that I don't know the answer to, I will find somebody smart that knows that answer. And I, I feel like that's a huge tool with almost everything in my business. I mean, even just starting the storage business, we didn't know about the storage business. So we flew out and visited a storage business and it's just anything that comes up. I I really go to my team of advisors. I go to people that know about it, people that are in business already that might've experienced it, the coaches at summit. And it's just, it's, that's a huge, a huge benefit to me. I feel like I, I feel like that it, it takes the weight off of me. And I, I've asked multiple opinions of people that have gone through things like this. And, um, it just, that, that is really, um, how I handle a lot of things. I go to people that know about them. That's good. So, you know, find, finding, finding the people who aren't going to be naysayers, but who might help you to poke holes. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to be bogged down by somebody who's going to constantly be saying no to me. But I sure do want somebody who's going to help me by saying, have you considered? What about? Think about this. Absolutely. People who ask questions are good. Definitely. And I think entrepreneurs and people that are in their own business have a lot, a lot of value there. And, you know, I want to know who was went went through this before. I want to know who has experience with this. Right. Um. I, you know, how about um, any lessons that you've learned? So we, we've talked about three businesses here. Um, are there things that you've tried and failed? Are there things that you've considered and discarded? Absolutely. I feel like I've had a lot of failures and I, I almost, I, you know, I, I, I look at failures as, as an opportunity. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. We started my stack box storage 
It was really exciting. We got 48 containers we were going to rent out. All right, everybody, let's go. <laughs> we got somebody to answer the phone. And I couldn't get the phone to ring. I couldn't get the phone to ring for like five months. And we were really going out of our minds with it. And I, you know, I mean, I just called everybody. I finally figured it out. I figured it out from somebody else in a storage business. He, he helped me. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and so I feel like a lot of these things in life happen because of failure. You, you take a step in the right direction. You may, you know, lose a job, lose an opportunity. And because that happened, you're going to think of the next one this way. Um, I do that all the time. You know, we've had a lot of failures. We started the flooring business and we got, we had such production problems that it took us, it took us a year to figure that out. And we had to fix all that. It was a really difficult time. And we learned, we, we now, now we've got it figured out, but it took us a few years to, to really get that business dialed in. So when I, when I hear somebody talk about that, I feel like, you know, the, the, it is difficult to fail. I mean, nobody wants to fail, but I, you know, even when I was talking with Bill about this, um, you know, he, I talked with Bill Kelly about he, he's passion, right? He, he approaches things from a passion perspective. Um, but that ability to be resilient in failure is, is what propels people forward. Um, stopping when things get rough, that's not going to take you many places, is it? Absolutely. And that is absolutely, in my opinion, like the key to success. I mean, how many businesses, how many first businesses fail? I think it's something 90%. Yeah. And it's, and they don't even try again in a lot of cases. It's, it's part of, I mean, if I, we were to fail at the first thing that went wrong and what would I be doing now? I, I can't, but it, it takes, it takes time to train your mind for that and to, and to recognize it when it's happening. Okay. Not this, but something better is going to happen or this, this happened, but we learned this. I mean, we learned a lot from failing in the flooring business. I learned a ton from the phones, not ringing for my stack box. I mean, and it was not, and I'm not going to say it's not easy to get up and go, what are we going to do? We can't get the phone to ring. And, um, and that business is all about the phone ringing. You, you know, you can close anybody. If the phone rings, you have a business. And it's just a, so it's, it's a matter of training your mind and, and figuring out where to go, but failure is I really believe that failure is the key to being successful. I, I, I really do, but it's a matter of recognizing it at the time. And right. sometimes it might take a few days or a few weeks, but <laughs> recognizing, okay, that happened. So because that happened, we're here. Right. And I, I, you, you mentioned you know, um, making the phone ring for the Stackbox business. And I think, you know, you've not only, you know, when, when we started, I was, you know, I was saying that they're all service businesses, um, but really you learn things from each of those businesses that you can take and use in the other places. So now, now you've got a skill set. I got to worry about the phone ringing and I've got some um, things in place to make it happen pretty quickly. If True Colors is having a problem, now we've got a skill that we can transfer over there. So you're you're not only strategic in okay, what what can I add to the portfolio to generate more revenue, but you're strategic because each lesson you can use in the other businesses. That's so efficient, right. Lori. That's so efficient. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the? Uh, you mean do you have do you have uh, things that you're considering now? I mean, are there like do you do you wake up in the morning and think? I could try that. 
Not really. I think we're pretty much uh, at our our max. And I, I mean, what I what I really want to see is my stack box to be a national company. I mm-hmm. see that happening. We we right now we're looking to dominate South Florida and Central Florida. And but in time, I think we're gonna. We're, I mean, we're, we're moving the flooring business to Central Florida also. So we're looking to dominate in that sort of way. But I think we're gonna keep work really hard on what we have to make it super successful. Right. So when I you know think about strategy there, right? It's it's you know may, maybe we've exhausted alternative revenue streams. Now we're just gonna go out there and conquer the world. <laughs> I love that strategy. That's just <laughs> for the world. I just want to be great. I want all three companies to be great. And, and that's what I want to focus on now is, is getting them the way that we want them and mm-hmm. having a great team. And, and part of the um, stack box was a gut. You heard from your, you know, you heard at the home show that a couple of people wanted to do that and you just knew. Um, how do you know when to pay attention to your gut? That's a very important tool. Uh, I listen to my gut a lot. I, I almost always know that if I don't follow it, I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I, um, I really, I really trust that I, I have, there's been many times that I've said to my husband that I just don't feel right about this. I mean, and, and I, I can't describe it, but it's, it's, it's a feeling, you know, when we, when we went to go visit that other company, uh, for the storage business, I mean, we saw, we, we saw what was happening. We saw it. I'm like, this is going to be really hard. A third business, a third mm-hmm. business on top of what we already have. But we also, we, we sat down, we went over the numbers, we saw how it could work and, and we just decided to give it a shot. That's good. Um, the, the, you know, we always talk about having some decision making process in play, but when we also point out that your gut does have, uh, an impact there. So definitely. And I feel like it's, it's so important to protect yourself from, from naysayers and negative energy because somebody saying something to you can change the course of things where in, in your heart, you can know what's right. And right. so it's really, I think it's really important to, to, to protect your energy. I, I use that term all the time. Right. I always say, you know, like it's like a little callus, like you gotta, you got to have that little callus, a little bit of tough skin on the top um, so that people don't pierce you. Um, I also read a lot. I, I read and learn a lot. I'm, I'm very committed to growth that way. I love to read biographies about businesses and, and just I, I read almost every single day. And I think it really helps me. It helps me analyze things. It, you know, I, there's a lot of entrepreneur books. Like right now I'm reading the book about the guy that started Nike. I, I love it. It's the most, it's an awesome book. So those sorts of things help you, uh, you know, his, and he's got a great story. I mean, he was almost penniless yeah. and <laughs> he's yeah. got a, he's got a great story. Right. And who, who doesn't know the Nike swoosh, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. does. Everybody does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, I, uh, uh, I always feel like there's nuggets in books, no, no matter the book. I mean, even even books that I read that are fluffy, you know, there's there's something to be found in them. So absolutely. Um, well, listen, Lori, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Um, I know that the listeners out there will benefit a lot from what you've shared. And um, I, I can't wait for everybody to give you good feedback on it. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.